welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is my podcast, Pastor Cliff's Notes. We're studying the Word of God, the Bible. We're doing that in order to follow Christ. We say we're following Christ, then we ought to know some things about what Christ has said and what he expects from us, what following Christ looks like. And luckily, the Bible gives us a good description of what it looks like to follow Christ. We're looking at the the book of 1 John. It's a letter that the Apostle John wrote to a group of churches in the area of Ephesus. They were struggling with some things, and he'd give them some pointers on how to follow Christ. Well, today is episode 5. We are looking at 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 to 10. And this will close out chapter 1 of 1 John. Well, last time we looked at these two conditional statements. It's if-then in verses 6 and 7. Verse 6, he said, if we say we have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we're lying and not practicing the truth. Then in verse 7, he said, if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses from all sin. These are conditional statements, if, then. If this is true, then that is true. He starts out with a negative one. If we say we have fellowship, but we're walking in darkness, we're lying. Then he has a positive conditional. If we walk in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. Then he continues this for the the verses we're looking at today, verses 8, 9, and 10. He continues these conditional statements, and he's alternating a negative statement to a positive statement. Verse 6 was negative. We say we have fellowship with him, but walking in darkness, we're liars. Verse 7 is positive. Then verse 8 is another negative statement. If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Then in verse 9, there's a positive conditional. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Then in verse 10, he ends these series of five conditional statements with another negative one. If we say we have not sinned, We make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Now, these are all saying very similar things, distinctly different, but all very similar. The issue is sin. Verse 8, if we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves. Now, back in verse 6, he said, if we say we have fellowship with him but walk in darkness, we're lying. That's where we're lying to other people because we're living this deception. We say one thing, but we're living another. Now here in verse 8, though, he says, if we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. The problem here is if I say I have no sin, I am deceiving myself. Well, from John's perspective, it's self-evident that everyone has sin. Everyone essentially admits they have some kind of sin. They may not call it sin, but everybody has some kind of moral code. And very few people would say, I live up to that moral code absolutely faithfully. Everyone admits that they fall short of whatever code they subscribe to at some point. So if I'm saying I have no sin, I'm denying what is plainly obvious to essentially everyone. So he says we're deceiving ourselves. He follows that up with, and the truth is not in us. Because that is plainly evident. It's a plain truth to anyone. We all have faults. 
we all have shortcomings. And so anyone who would say, I have no sin, is, is living in a world of self-deception. Then he has a, this positive uh, conditional statement in verse 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confessing sin is not just the difference from saying, I have no sin. It's not just admitting that I am a sinner, not just admitting I have sin. This is actually confessing our sin. This is what we refer to of agreeing with God about my sin. I tell God that I am a sinner. I tell God what my sins are and confess my sins. If I do that, then God is faithful and he's righteous to forgive my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Now, faithful refers to keeping promises. And the scripture is just full of promises of if we confess our sins to God, he will forgive us. And so John's just reiterating that, that if we confess our sins to God, he's faithful to keep his promise, his promise to forgive us of those sins. He's also righteous. That is, he does what is right. God is the definition of righteous because anything God does is right. So if I confess my sins, then God is faithful to keep his promises and righteous to do the right thing. These speak to the character of God. He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So this is making us right. Sin makes me unrighteous. And when God forgives me of my sin, he cleanses me from that unrighteousness. Then this last statement he makes in verse 10, this conditional statement, if then. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. This is speaking to what God has said. Now back in verse 6, he said, if, if I'm faking it, that is, I say I have a fellowship with Jesus, but I walk in darkness, I am lying to others. In verse 8, he says, if I claim that I have no sin, I'm lying to myself. But here in verse 10, he says, if I say I have not sinned, I'm making God out to be a liar, and his word is not in me. Well, how is that? Well, God's word, the storyline of the word of God is that we are sinners and we need a savior. The Bible begins with, with creation, and creation is good, but then there is sin, the fall of Adam and Eve and the ejection from the Garden of Eden and separation from God. And from that point on, the, the, the Bible, the storyline of God is explaining to us, showing us how bad sin is and how much we need forgiveness of that sin. So if I now say, I've never sinned, well, I'm saying that the word of God is not true. I'm saying that what God has said is not true. I am calling God a liar. And by extension, his word is not in us. I'm denying the very nature of the gospel. So all of this is dealing with sin. Obviously, John's dealing with some, some issues here with these groups of churches that they're, they're dealing with false teachers who are claiming some things about sin that are not correct. 
So let's talk about sin a little bit. I mean, what is the issue with sin? Well, sin is missing God's standards. Sin is being at odds with God. Sin is, uh, the word literally comes from missing the mark. The mark being that which God has designed. Now, as a human who was born to humans, I am born a sinner. I am born with a sin nature. Uh, everything about me rebels against God. That's I inherit that. That goes back to Adam and Eve. So I am born with a capacity to sin, a propensity to sin, an inability to not sin. And I'm also born with the status of a sinner. That is, I am born separated from God, a sinner. And that is the result of sin, separation from God. And that's, we explain that in the gospel, uh, how to be reconciled with God. We're separated from God because of sin. Sin carries a death penalty, eternal separation from God. Jesus took the death penalty on himself and he died on the cross and makes possible reconciliation with God through forgiveness of sin. And when we go to God in faith, faith of what Jesus has done on the cross, confess our sin, that is, agree with God about that sin, and ask God for forgiveness, then God forgives me of sin. That is, he is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That brings me into a relationship with God. I now have fellowship with him and am able to walk in the light versus the darkness. Now, that brings me into a relationship with God, but what about sin now? If I say I don't sin, I'm lying. As uh, John said in verse 8 there, I'm, I'm deceiving myself to say I have no sin even a follower of Christ who's been cleansed of all unrighteousness and brought into a relationship with God still sins all the time. Because we still live in a sinful fallen world. We still commit sins. We still sin on a regular basis, a very regular basis. Now what happens as a believer when I sin? My legal status before God does not change. When God forgave me of sin, he forgave me all my past, present, and future sins. So my legal status as a child of God, my status as a follower of Christ, my status as uh, having eternal life does not change. What does change is the status of my relationship with God. Sin separates us from God. And as a follower of Christ, as a believer, as a Christian, when I sin, that hampers my relationship with God. And the more I sin, the more I stiff-arm God and say, I'm going to do things my own way, the, the, the more and more distant I get from God. And that's the danger of, of sin as a, as a follower of Christ, is it, it hampers my relationship with God. It hampers my ability to experience the Holy Spirit in my life. It hampers my ability to, to hear the Word of God in my life. It hampers prayer and my relationship with God. That's why sin is still a big deal. We need to be very clear about sin. I was born a sinner, but the forgiveness of God through Christ has cleansed me of that unrighteousness and brought me into a relationship with God. But I still do sin. And I need to be very aware about that and stray as close to God as I can and be aware of the sin and 
asking those diagnostic questions we talked about last time. Am I walking in the light or am I drifting into darkness and not practicing the truth? Sin is the universal problem that we're all born with, but it's a continuing problem that we need to watch. And this is what John's going to be talking about here is following Christ and in dealing with sin. Thanks for joining me today and uh, hope to see you next time as we continue looking at 1 John.